the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Plan Your Estate Radio with your host, San Jose Estate Planning Attorney Bob Bergman. Bob's been practicing law for over 30 years and is certified by the State Bar of California as a legal specialist in estate planning trust and probate law. Bob is here to help you set your house in order with valuable insights you can use today to prepare a better tomorrow for your loved ones. And now your host for Plan Your Estate Radio, Attorney Bob Bergman. Good afternoon, Bay Area. This is estate planning attorney Bob Bergman, host of Plan Your Estate Radio. I'm broadcasting from my office in San Jose in the Cambrian Park area of San Jose. I'm literally sitting in my office right now with all of my broadcast gear here. Today's show may be part one of two parts, depending on how far I get in the show today. This is a special show. I'm going to record it today for the purpose of having it rebroadcast maybe a couple of more times before the middle of February of 2021. And the show today is about Proposition 19. Now, if you haven't heard about Proposition 19, it was on the ballot this time around, the November ballot. It passed by 51.1% of the voters in California. And I suspect that if people knew all of the details of Proposition 19, not just what was presented on the airwaves in the commercials uh, for Proposition 19, it may not have passed at all. And uh, as we go through the show today, I'm going to suggest that you Uh, Sit down somewhere that you have it be as quiet as possible if you're going to listen in. Otherwise, listen to the podcast that will be posted uh, later on after the show is done. And uh, you might want to get yourself a glass of wine or your favorite alcoholic or non-alcoholic beverage and sit down with it. Uh, By the time I end today, you might be drinking um, a harder beverage than you're, you're used to. Now, Proposition 19... Um, basically will affect your children if you have a residence here in California, and it will also affect your children if you have rental properties here in California, and your intention is to leave your residence and your rental properties to your children. Now, as a little bit of a background, under the current law that we're operating with until... Uh, basically February 15th of 2021, but as a practical matter, February 11th of 2021, because that would likely be the last date you could actually record any documents in uh, or, or do any actions to deal with Proposition 19. Uh, right now, the current rules for two areas of... Uh, that are impacted by Proposition 19 are as follows. First one 
has to do with um, whether or not you are um, you plan on uh, selling your home and moving to another part of the state and you're age 55 or over. I'm going to spend just a brief amount of time on this because this is the only thing that you really heard about in the advertising for Proposition 19. The current law says that you can sell a principal residence, uh, your principal residence, and you can move somewhere else in your county or if your county has what's called reciprocity with another county in the state, you can move to that other county, purchase a new property uh, that is equal to or less than the value of your current property, and you can move your real property tax base over to the new property. This is if you're 55 and over. So that is uh, that is the current law right now, and it's useful for those people who may be are in a home that they purchased a long time ago, and now it's worth quite a bit more, and uh, they want to downsize, or maybe they want to move to another part of the state. <coughs> Excuse me. Another part of the state, maybe to be closer to their um, children or grandchildren. So under the current law, um, there's no value of the property that's considered, um, you can transfer your, um, let's see, oh, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong information here. Yeah, uh, you can sell a principal residence, you can move in the same county or to another county if it's one of the 10 counties that have an agreement between them that people are allowed to move around. You can purchase a property that's equal or lesser value than one you have. And there's some considerations if you uh, if you had a purchase or new construction within one or two years after you sell your existing home. You can do it one time. You can do it once if you're 55 and over, but you could do it a second time if subsequently you become disabled. And um, this is basically effective through March 31st of 2021. Now... Um, there is also, in uh, Proposition 19, this has changed. Under Proposition 19, you can sell your principal residence. You have to um, purchase a, a new or construct a new residence within two years. You can go anywhere in the state of California, not just within your own county or one of the counties that has this inter-county agreement between them, which is primarily the large counties. Now, what that means is you could sell your house here in the Bay Area and move up to Alpine County or Modoc or or Butte or, or any other county in the state, buy a property there. The property can be any value. Uh, so you could actually buy a more expensive property where you're going. And what happens is uh, any amount that you have that's above the value of the house that you sold, so if you sold your house for a million dollars and you had an assessed value of $200,000 and you buy a $1.5 million property, then the difference between the $1.5 and the $1,500,000 will be added to the assessed value 
of the original house, which is $200,000. So you'd have a new assessed value of $700,000. And like I said, Proposition 19 says you can move anywhere in the state and you can do it up to three times rather than once because you're old enough, current law, or a second time if you become disabled, also current law. This will take effect um, after April 1st of 2021. So that's the effective date when the proposition takes effect. Now, I can see some real issues with this. Um, first of all, I think it's a it has a good motive behind it to a certain extent, allowing people to sell one place, move to another place, maybe because there's a lower cost of living there or they're closer to family, closer to other amenities that you're interested in. But one of the problems is if people sell in a high-value area and they buy properties in a smaller county that relies a lot on property tax revenues and does not have any reciprocity right now, it means that over time, those properties in those smaller counties, over time, their property tax base that they tax on to get the revenue to do things oh, like run the schools and other things in the county, it's going to decline over time as people from wealthier areas of the state decide to move to um, more remote areas of the state because they like to live in the woods or things like that. So that is a potential problem with Proposition 19, at least that part of Proposition 19. Now, we're coming up on the first break of the show. When I, when I come back, I'm going to delve into what I think is the much more serious problem with Proposition 19, and it's something that was not advertised at all, and I think you'll find out why it wasn't advertised when I start telling you about it. It has to do with your principal residence going to your children and with rental properties going to your children. So when we come back after the break, we'll continue with more Plan Your Estate Radio. This is your host, estate planning attorney, Bob Bergman, and please come back after the break. Now, back to Plan Your Estate Radio with attorney Bob Bergman. Hi, welcome back. So I'm going to... uh, continue on with my discussion of Proposition 19, which was passed by the voters here in this November election, 2020. And um, now I'm going to talk about... 59th quadrennial presidential election. Excuse me. Nominally on Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020. Note to self, don't leave your phone where it can hear you and start giving you answers that you don't want. That's uh, that's the problem. The phone listens to me say something, and it immediately assumes I want it to look up something. And I know you've all experienced that before. So Proposition 19, the second part of Proposition 19, which I'm going to spend the balance of the show today and perhaps uh, continue in the show uh, next Friday, deals with transfers from parents to children and also by extension parents to grandparents to grandchildren. Uh, If you have inherited a property from a parent here in California uh, and you were the child, then uh, you probably are familiar with Proposition 58, the parent-to-child exclusion from reassessment. It's been part of our law for many, many years. There's also Proposition 193, which has been part of our law for 
I think, about 24 years, and that is a grandparent-to-grandchild exclusion from reassessment. So the current law right now says if my, say, my mother passes away and she passes her residence to me here in California, under the current law, I am entitled to receive that residence of any value and any assessed value, which is different than the market value. Market value is what somebody would pay for the property. The assessed value is what the value is for purposes of determining the property taxes. And under Proposition 13, you're probably familiar with that or have heard of it, under Proposition 13, the assessed value of property can only go up 2% per year. And that means the longer you've owned the property here in California, the more and more likely it is that the assessed value will get less and less of a percentage of the actual market value of the property. It's not unusual to have a million-dollar property that has a $200,000 assessed value, and they're paying property taxes on the $200,000, not the million dollars. Now, somebody buying that house for a million dollars, they will pay on an assessed value of a million dollars. Unless, under the current law, the purchaser is the child of the person. So let me explain. If you have a personal residence under the law right now, and you pass away, you can pass that residence to your child or children, and they can keep the same low property tax base that you have. There will be no reassessment of the property taxes. It's a specific exclusion from the ordinary reassessment rules, which basically state that whenever there is a change in ownership, as defined in the law, the property will be reassessed, and the property taxes will usually go up unless for some reason the property value has gone down from the assessed value, which could happen but is not that likely in California. So the first thing is you can pass your residence to your child or children, and they can keep the low property taxes that you had, and that's a property of any value. Then we have a rule in the law uh, in Proposition 58 that says you can pass up to a million dollars of assessed value of other properties, such as rental properties, commercial properties, vacant land, things like that, to your child or children. And they can keep that assessed value regardless of the actual market value of the property um, that is passed on. For example, um, I had a client a number of years ago that had several rental properties and the assessed value Altogether was a $1,100,000 of assessed value. It was just her passing the property on to her child. And what we were able to do when she passed away was take a million dollars of assessed value, allocate it to various properties. Then the, quote, extra $100,000 we allocated to a property that we, we were planning on selling right away. So the fact that the assessed value is going to go up on that property by another $100,000 didn't really matter that much because the assessed value would only apply for the few months from the date of death of my client to when the property was actually sold and somebody else bought it. 
uh, what would happen is the an, a, a supplemental tax bill would be issued by the assessor in that county, and then whoever owned the property would owe that additional tax for the time period they actually owned the property. Proposition 19 has taken that whole uh, scheme that we've had in place now for uh, 25 plus years and throw it out the window. And I think that if people knew what Proposition 19 actually said, they would not have voted for it if they're homeowners and they wanted to pass the property on to their children, and especially would not have voted on it if they had rental properties and wanted to pass those on to their children. So what has happened is the parent-to-child exclusion has um, been virtually eliminated by Proposition 19. Let me explain what that means. Now, the parent-child exclusion under the current law I I said you can give a principal residence of any value and a million dollars of of assessed value for other real property, rental properties and things like that. The principal residence would mean a dwelling where the homeowner qualifies for a homeowner's exemption or a disabled veteran's residence exemption. Uh, So that's what the residence is. And then the definition of child would include a child, Um, except a child adopted by someone else, a stepchild and the spouse of the stepchild, any son-in-law or daughter-in-law until the divorce uh, or their own death of the child and the remarriage of that son or daughter-in-law, or any child adopted by, by the parents other than a child adopted as an adult after the age of 18. So under the current law, say, um, Mother transfers 100% of her property to the child, and that's mother's principal residence. The assessed value is $500,000. The fair market value is $2 million. There's no reassessment. And then it's a rental property. The assessed value is $350. The fair market value is $1.2 million. And there'd be no reassessment because you'd only have to use $350,000 of the mother's million-dollar exclusion. So ponder that for a moment. We're coming up on the second break of the show today. It's going by very quickly. When we come back after the break, I'm going to talk about the new rules that will apply after February 15th and effectively um, after February 11th, because there will be no chance... Um, or maybe no chance to do transfers of any kind to to avoid the effects of the new law um, after that time. Remember February 16th, 2021, that's the magic drop-dead date, and I'll talk about that when we come back after the break. So this is Attorney Bob Bergman, host of Plan Your State Radio, and I'll talk with you after the mid-show break. Now, back to Plan Your Estate Radio. Once again, your host, estate planning trust and probate law specialist, Attorney Bob Bergman. Hi, welcome back. Well, before the break, I was talking about the current state of the law in reference to transfers between parents and children of uh, personal residence and then also of rental properties or things like undeveloped land or commercial properties, even properties used in a family business that are owned by 
the parents. Um, under the current law, you can transfer a residence of any value and transfer the assessed value of the residence at the same time so that there is uh, no reassessment at all when the transfer is made. Under the current law, if a parent transfers their property, their rental property now, or dies and the property is now transferred to the children, um, up to a million dollars of assessed value of the property can be transferred. And if the property's been owned a long time, assessed value could actually mean two or three or four million dollars of market value of property. But Proposition 19 takes the current approach to the law and throws it out the window from the 20th floor. And as we watch it hurtle down past the windows before hitting the ground with a massive splat, you're going to be stunned at what Proposition 19 has now done. And I'm going to, right now, I want to give a shout out to the uh, to the realtors organizations, that's the real estate brokers organizations that were the sponsors of this bill. Uh, the It was put forth by California realtors to increase sales of property so that they could make uh, more commissions. I'm going to be blunt about that. If you're a realtor, I'm not going to apologize for making that statement. I was a realtor back in the day. I was also general counsel for a residential real estate company. I like real estate sales as much as the next person, but putting a law in place that is designed to force more sales of real estate, I think that's not really cool. So let's talk about what the new law does. First of all, in reference to a transfer from a parent to a child of the parent's personal residence, there is a limited ability to exclude from reassessment. And how it works is this way. Um, If a child receives the residence from a parent when the parent dies, or uh, and this is after uh, February 16, 2021, if the parent transfers the residence to the child or the parent dies and it goes to the child, the child will be able to keep that property and keep the uh, the uh, property tax base provided the following conditions are met. Number one, the chi- child has to use the property as his or her principal residence, which means the child has to move in and must file for the homeowner's exemption within one year of the transfer from the living parent or the deceased parent. The exclusion is also limited to the um, the base year value, that's the assessed value, plus a million dollars. And that will be adjusted by the State Board of Equalization. It will be indexing a million dollars uh, will be going up year over year. Now let's give an example of what this means. Say um, mom dies and and um, and gives and the property's left to her son John, and John moves into mom's house. The assessed value is three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and and the exclusion is a million dollars at that time, and the fair market value 
of mom's home is $1.2 million. So there's no reassessment because mom's home, the $350,000 assessed value plus the million dollar exclusion, which would be $1,350,000, that is more than the fair market value of the house. So John gets to keep the $350,000 exclusion, or excuse me, $350,000 assessed value of the property. But let's take that same property that's maybe in the, oh, the Willow Glen area of San Jose, or or is in Los Altos Hills or Los Gatos, or um, you know other expensive areas here in the Bay Area. Same property, three hundred and fifty thousand dollar assessed value. The adjusted, uh, adding a million to that would be one million three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, but the house is worth two million dollars. Well, you take the million three hundred and fifty thousand dollars subtract it from the $2 million fair market value. And by my calculation, um, that gets you, let's see, uh, that would get you $650,000. And what would happen is they'll say, because it's worth $650,000 more than the assessed value plus a million dollars, you take that additional $650,000, you add it to the $350,000 assessed value, which means the new assessed value of the property is $1 million. So it went up from three fifty to $1 million. And that means probably about twelve dollars to $13,000 in income tax, meaning that it went up from approximately maybe four, a little over $4,000, not income tax, real property tax, went up from about $4,000 a year to now um, $12,000 a year. So the taxes would triple under the law today. There would be no change in the property taxes under the law after February 16th of 2021. That same house, because mom had the, uh, she had the indecency to live longer and not die before the law changed, well, that means her son John is going to end up with a million-dollar assessed value. And if he wants to stay in that house, he's going to have to pony up several thousand dollars more per year, year after year, in order to stay in mom's house, which might be owned free and clear. Now, if John spent his whole life living in mom's house, but and maybe John doesn't have, like, much of a job, he may not be able to afford those higher taxes. Uh, And as a result, John's probably going to be forced to sell mom's house. I mean, the good news is he can sell it, probably pay no income tax at all. But now, if he wants a house again, he has to go buy another house at full value and pay full property taxes on that. He cannot keep his mother's house successfully unless he can find some way to pay those extra taxes. And you know who wins in this whole transaction? That's right. The realtor or realtors who sell the $2 million property and walk away with tens of thousands of dollars in commissions. So that's my second shout out to the real estate people who were behind this proposition. 
Um, that was what it was about. Let's force John to sell mom's house because he can't afford the increased real property taxes. But that's just mom's residence. If, if there's a more modest residence and, uh, you know, it's valued in the four or $500,000 range, uh, the, the actual uh, and the assessed value is quite low, uh, or it's valued at uh, at less than a million dollars or something, that means that uh, John will be able to keep mom's house and, and his property taxes won't go up from what mom was paying. But let's look at those people who have rental properties here in California or have a family business. For example, I have some clients that own motels. And uh, here in this um, this era that we're going through with COVID, uh, having a motel, they might be losing money every month because they can't actually get people to stay there. That doesn't mean necessarily that the value of the property has gone down tremendously from where it was at. But these families I know, they own motels and they want to pass these motels on to their children when they die. And then other families have rental properties here. Uh, Single-family homes, duplexes, triplexes, fourplexes, uh, 10-unit, 20-unit apartment buildings, uh, gas stations, all kinds of commercial properties. When you take those, under the current law, they could pass on a million dollars of assessed value um, to their children and not have it reassessed. If it's a married couple, they could each pass on a million dollars of assessed value if they do estate planning uh, to take, take advantage of that. So that could be $2 million of assessed value. But under the new law, there is literally no exclusion of any kind from reassessment of rental properties, commercial properties, uh, motels, gas stations, even if it's something used in the business, excuse me, if it's owned by the parent when the parent dies, then there will be a 100% reassessment of the property tax of that investment property when it's passed on to the child or children. The child or children will be treated exactly the same under the law as if they had bought the property from someone they were unrelated to if they had just bought the property. So we're coming up on the third break. Uh, When I come back after this break and wrap up the show today, I'm going to talk a little bit more about what this means. And um, I won't have any solutions yet because we're kind of still in the estate planning community working on that. But when I come back after the break, I'll wrap up the show today. I think I will be back next Friday or the Friday after with some potential solutions to this problem. This is Attorney Bob Bergman, and I'll see you on the other side of the break. This is Plan Your Estate Radio with San Jose Estate Planning Attorney Bob Bergman on AM 1220 KDOW. Hi, welcome back to the final segment of our show today on Proposition 19 and its effects. Um, Just to let you all know, um, the estate planning community and the real estate, uh, real estate attorneys, CPAs, we're all 
doing a deep dive right now into Proposition 19. I'm going to tell you right now, there are rules and regulations that are still being put together by the Board of Equalization here in the state of California. They actually pulled off of their website something called the Assessor's Handbook, which is um, basically information for the assessors around the states on how to handle transfers, uh, reassessments, things like that. They pulled it off their website because they have to rewrite the whole thing now because of Proposition 19. So we don't know yet what they're going to say. There's holes in Proposition 19. There's a lot of unanswered questions, and trust me, uh, in the estate planning community, uh, those questions are being asked every day. I have clients calling me now asking me, what do we do? What can we do? And my response right now is, don't really know yet what can be done. The only thing I know that can be absolutely done, and what I'm about to say, don't say, oh, Bob Bergman said do this. I'm going to put right now a warning. Don't do this without consulting with an attorney such as myself to see whether it makes sense for your family. But the only way we know of right now to absolutely avoid the Proposition 19 effects on a residence transfer, if you have a very expensive residence relative to the value, your assessed value, or if you have rental properties and things like that, the only way to absolutely avoid the effects of Proposition 19 that take effect next year is to transfer that property to your child or children right now. Now, again, I will repeat, I am not advising anybody to do this. I am not your attorney. I'm not giving you legal advice. All the caveats you can think of. Um, I only give direct legal advice to people who engage my services and who pay me as an attorney. Right now, I'm telling you the only thing that we know will absolutely work, but it involves giving away your property. And I mean literally giving your property away and filing a gift tax return with the Internal Revenue Service and a whole bunch of other things. For some people, that might be the right approach. For many other people... There may be other ways that we come up with uh, in order to do this without the destruction of a rental portfolio or a family business. We just don't know yet. We have to wait until the State Board of Equalization issues its new assessor's handbook so we can look at it and see what they say about what would qualify and what would not qualify transfers that could be done, what can be done between now and the middle of February. One of the things that's pretty clear is there's almost nothing that could be done after the middle of February to avoid Proposition 19. That means if you wait until March and then you give a rental property to one of your children, guess what? It will be 100% reassessed by the assessor in the county where it's located. Now, Understand, this is California properties. One of the things we're looking at is maybe, maybe just maybe you sell your California rental and you do a 1031 exchange of the equity in that rental into one or more properties in another state, like in Arizona or Texas or or Nevada. That could work. 
Uh, it could work as long as you can do it in such a way as to not trigger income tax, capital gains income tax for yourself. But uh, I would also suggest if you're planning on buying rental property right now, you might want to take a deep breath and say, should I buy my next rental property here in California? One thing we also know that that could work is to buy a rental property through an LLC. Um, now, I don't set up LLCs, but there are attorneys that do that. Uh, we know that now that doesn't mean set up an LLC and transfer the property to an LLC. That will not work at all. That won't work. So what I just want to say is uh, I will be coming back for a second show on Proposition 19 next Friday or the Friday after. I'm not sure if I'll have enough information by next Friday. And I hope to be able to put out some of the ideas that my esteemed colleagues from around the state of California are coming up with that might be able to deal with this issue for families that are going to be heavily impacted by this change in the law. And who knows, there may be enough of an uproar that a new proposition goes on the ballot to repeal some or all of Proposition 19 now that people are starting to find out just what a poorly drafted law it is. So I'm going to wrap it up for today. you got about a minute left. I just want to tell you, do not take any action dealing with Proposition 19 without consulting with legal counsel. You may want to talk with tax counsel, a CPA. You may want to talk with an estate planning attorney such as myself. But I'll tell you right now, the estate planning attorneys here in California, we really don't have answers yet because we don't know what all the details are yet. We're waiting for the Board of Equalization to fill in the details so we can know what we likely can and can't do. So this is attorney Bob Bergman. I hope you've enjoyed the show today. If you only caught part of it, you can go and listen to the podcast at kdow.biz. You've been listening to Plan Your Estate Radio with estate planning attorney Bob Bergman. For more information on today's program or to schedule a consultation, visit lawbob.com, L-A-W-B-O-B, lawbob.com. Or call his office in San Jose, 408-247-0444. That's 408-247-0444. And be sure to tune in next week for more Plan Your Estate Radio with attorney Bob Bergman. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of this station and are for informational purposes only and should not be construed to be legal, financial, or tax advice. Seek appropriate legal advice regarding your particular situation. Attorney Bob Bergman does not offer any guarantees with regard to the outcome of your legal matter. Prior results in other cases do not guarantee a similar outcome in your case. All rights reserved.